Thanks for joining a couple of 90s kids. You're listening to Stuck in My Generation. Welcome to another episode of Stuck in My Generation. Me and Hicks are back. Hopefully you all listened to the last episode. It, it was it was a good one. I was afraid to start out with the Beatles, only to start maybe backtracking, but the Stones aren't really backtracking. It's still a, a good topic, but we, we did a deep dive into the Stones. And before we get fully started, one guy's comment made me have to say this. I think somewhere along the line, I must have mentioned that we were starting where rock and roll started, something along those lines. I do know that Chuck Berry is pretty much where rock started for the most part. But, you know, I clarified to that guy, we're, we're talking more about bands at first. So, sure. And, you know, Chuck Berry, yeah, sure. It was rock and roll, but it's like, it, it's, it's not the rock and roll that fits the, the mold of the show. In my opinion, who knows? Maybe we go back in time to Chuck Berry. I don't know, but today is the Rolling Stones. Somehow we took a week and deep dove into 27 fucking albums. <laughs> Hardest musical experience I've ever had in my life as far as trying to cram all that in in a week. It was interesting. So we'll, we'll start out with not giving too much away. Do you think the Stones still, you were pretty heavy on the Stones being, you being more of a Stones guy than a Beatles guy. Is that still stand or do you not want to go there yet? No, I don't care to go there. Uh, I hate to be the cliche, you know, the Stones versus the Beatles. Um, you know, overall songwriting, um, you know, after last week digging into the Beatles, uh, you know, the, it's hard to compete with the Beatles as far as the, the songwriting. Yeah. You know, and when I dove into the Stones, I kind of had a little bit of self discovery discovery related to a certain era not an era but a, just a but just a short run of uh you know my favorites kind of all bundled together i never realized that until i actually sat down and went through the catalog yeah so that was kind of i don't think i realized it was 20 some albums deep like i knew there was a lot I didn't know it was 20 some albums. I had no idea it was that many albums actually. Like I, it was, that was a big undertaking. Yeah. I didn't know there were that many either. I had no, no idea. But one well, thing I know that you touched on, on the Beatles episode was the timeline starts out in a similar fashion. That first album or two is mostly covers, just like you were talking about with the Beatles. So yeah. I almost, I shouldn't feel this way, but I almost, kind of toss that out in my mind listening to the first couple albums like i listened to them but i knew going in that there was a lot of covers on there and it kind of it cheapens it a little bit like i don't really want to hear covers yeah i was ready to get to the meat and potatoes of what the rolling stones were and and it's it's those singles you know that everybody knows and loves but luckily i printed off a list of every album it's uh 430 pages long (laughs) (laughs) and here's another here's another issue you got uk releases u.s releases exactly heaven releases hell releases netherland releases like (sighs) granted they're not that much different but i kind of went with what the general consensus of the the albums were studio discography while 
starting with the Rolling Stones, just aptly titled the Rolling Stones or England's newest hit makers. And my, my initial, I don't have a lot of thoughts on that first one. I've got, uh, sounds like a mix between Johnny be good and sure. the, and the theme from Roseanne. yeah like what like is this is this really the theme to roseanne i I almost couldn't tell the (laughs) difference but like go 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 it's like yeah Yeah. not not digging the first album or two but what what did you think of of the the start of diving into the rolling stones i tell you i uh i kind of grouped all of the albums into almost four different families. Uh, family number one, uh, first five albums. First okay. two or three albums of that five. And when I say five albums, you know, I kind of got misled a little bit because I too printed out a list of each album. Yeah. Went directly over to Apple Music, started out with what I thought was the first album, kind of got a little bit confused with the UK versus the U S same releases. Um, you know, which one's a second album? Not really sure. 12, 12 by five seems like the second one to me. That's what I went with, but you know, the, uh, the, the first, the first album, um, you know, I could definitely tell that these dudes have been listening to, to, muddy waters yep to buddy holly to chuck berry as you said you know i hear some bo diddley beats um but you know they in my opinion you know back then music electric music electric rock and roll wasn't that old and you know these dudes are are learning this primarily i'm assuming by ear you know you can't go to google and search for tabs you know like i i do and yeah, still no. can play it but you know these dudes but it was i know that i did a little bit of history a little bit of research you know uh brian jones he was really big into uh you know american blues and he was trying to lead the band you know this is brian jones's band these first five albums yep um and, you know, it was a lot of covers, a lot of stuff. I think some of the, the covers they did pretty good with. Yeah, musical. they weren't bad. It was the same as the Beatles. Like, they did them well. It, yeah. was, it wasn't like I was listening to bad music. I was just, there was nothing groundbreaking from the get-go. From Like, right off the rip, I'm like, even if I lived in 1964, I don't know if I would have been crazy about this. Like, I would have been like, yeah, this is pretty good. But the, I, just saying, the Beatles yeah. did it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I felt with the covers, I thought vocally the Beatles did better with the covers. I thought the Stones did better musically. And I don't know who invented the claps Yeah, that's louder than, you know, the drummer. Oh my gosh, I wish they, I hope they fired that dude, whoever, you know, and that's not just stones. That's oh, just no. across the board in yeah, general. A lot. But, you know, I got to the, to the second album, the 12 by five, um, growing up wrong, which is a cover. I don't know who the original artist was, uh, but I dug it. Um, 
it's all over now and I, I liked it. Uh, you know, I've, I've dug deep into the blues. You know, I, I try to play guitar just a little bit. I've, I've dug into the blues, you know, I didn't catch X live on, or no, I don't know if you go live, you post some videos, but you can, you can catch X jamming out. Usually got some cool sunglasses on toboggan, just, just like the edge from YouTube. No, I wouldn't say that more like uh, Jesse Pinkman or something. Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. Yeah. With a guitar, but, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I had a cousin that turned me on to the blues in early, you know, the Muddy Waters and the Howlin' Wolf and stuff like that. You know, I hear a lot of that on the first five albums. So Yeah, definitely. kind of, it seemed to me like that's what they've been, probably they were performing, you know, over in their hometown area. Yeah. Came over to the States and, you know, it, it sounded good, but it's just it was just okay for me you know it, was, it wasn't really believable a whole lot but you know as far as the music and stuff I, it was pretty good yeah yeah it was it just again nothing groundbreaking and and, I, and i'll add my notes from the second album 12 by 5 i've just got yeah. an arrow drawn up to my notes from the first album sounds mm-hmm. sounds like johnny be good in the roseanne theme exactly I, I, just, right. I couldn't get away from from that line of thought those first couple albums and and then the rolling stones number two a little more rock feeling still nothing groundbreaking but i started to feel a little more i started to feel a tiny bit of that signature stones rock sound by the third album the stones number two but but those first two albums like i really didn't even pick out any songs i listened to them all multiple times to, to make sure that i just wasn't feeling it and and i was not feeling the first five five albums i mean i i I just wasn't i I don't know if it's mick jagger didn't quite sound like mick jagger yet to me on those first five and there was just a lot of that boppy poppy you know beatles rock from the first couple albums <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean the, the clapping. I wasn't clapping at you, but the clapping. Yeah, yeah, the clapping over the drums, and and something else to add just to those first. Well, I don't even want to say those first five. And I'm not trying to just tear down on the Stones. The the good stuff is coming. I agree. But the production value was significant, and I don't want to keep comparing to the Beatles, but the production value is nowhere close to the Beatles. Sure. Like the Beatles almost sound like they were done on your focus right interface and digital you know everything around it It was so clean that it sounded computerized it was so good and so clean and so crisp and the stones like the drums would be the drums and mick jagger would be way quieter than the guitar and and it just it the mixing on the albums just was not up to snuff i know we're talking the, the 60s so i wasn't nitpicking you know too much but i noticed it i just noticed the, the production value was less than well, you're right. I mean, that's a very good point. And that's you know, things that I usually don't pick up on the way that you do. But, and, and I hate to use this scenario again, but they're clapping up against the mic and you can't hear yeah. the drummer over in the corner. And, you know, so that's a very, that's a solid point. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I, I mean, did you run into any parts where you had to listen real close to, to hear Mick Jagger a little bit? I mean, they're just. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. And and not as early on. I mean, there was, you know, there's a point where I really had a problem separating Mick Jagger from the music and I'll, and I'll get there, but 
but yeah, just it was a little muddy. The the whole production was a little bit muddy, and I I totally kind of understand why there was no big hit that you would hear on the radio today on the first four or five albums. Sure, and I know with the when we discussed the Beatles, you brought up a good question. You know, at what point did a song? You asked me at what point did a song you know grab a hold of you, and I kind of approached the Stones catalog in the same manner. No song on the first five albums grabbed me. No, up to December's Children, nothing. You know, it was just all. Well, I, I'll give him this out of our heads can't get no satisfaction was on that album so okay, i yeah. so so i mean that that grabbed me but only because i knew i knew what it was so yeah. so that's that's that was my first taste of like okay now now they sound like they're coming into their own a little bit but that was the only song on that album out of our heads yeah that that really i associated with the stones that i know it took sure. all the way up until that point now granted you know, those first uh, three, four, five albums done from 64 to, to 65. I mean, they, they pumped them out just like the Beatles did. Yeah. Just absolutely pumped them out. So, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting for them to just grab me in the first year or two. Once I heard the first album, I was like, okay, this is going to take a minute. You know, there's no yeah. way they find themselves this soon. And they didn't because I didn't even, I'd never even heard of the album 12 by 5. I didn't know they had an album called Number 2. I didn't know they had an album called The Rolling Stones now. So, I mean, that was all kind of new to me. Sure. Me as well. So we get uh-huh. we get to Out of Our Heads and Can't Get No Satisfaction, and then we get to December's Children. I feel like you have something to say about that album. I don't have much still, but but I am interested to hear what you've got because it seems like that's where it's leading up to, or or is it or is it back a little bit? No, I'm sorry for misdirecting you, but I included December's Children in the top in the first family of eh. As did I. I, I mean mm-hmm. I, I did. I, I, I've got that they started finding their identity on out of our heads with Can't Get No Satisfaction. Sure. But on December's Children, you know, I didn't nothing stood out to me except for the the uh the song You Better Move On. And I've got that that song is awful, <laughs> like okay. absolutely awful. That's so like, probably, that's probably why I didn't recognize the title. Yeah. The, the first thing that jumped out at me was like, that is a truly terrible song. And I'm really ready to hear some stones that is, you know, groundbreaking. So December's sure. children were all the way up to there. Rolling stones, 12 by five, number two, now out of our heads, still nothing. December's children, still nothing. And then all of a sudden you get to 1966, which is only two years later after the debut and you get aftermath. I know we've got shit to talk about on this one because this, this is where I actually start feeling the stones that I know. Good. And I don't think it's a question of like, do I only enjoy it? Cause it's what I know. Like, no, the first five albums just had nothing to offer except for what I'd already heard in the Beatles. Totally agree. So we get to Aftermath, you got Paint It Black, one of the best songs of all time, which was the opener on the album. Now, ironically enough, from the opener on, I I had nothing after Paint It Black. We got Paint It Black, the whole album, and the very last track on that album is called Going Home. 
And I feel like they started to find themselves, ironically, on the first track of that album and on the last track. Paint It Black and Going Home, I enjoyed both of those. But the whole middle was like it was B-sides from the previous five albums. So I still wasn't really feeling Aftermath at this point, except for those two songs, which gave me hope. But did did you have more than that off Aftermath? Like, uh, I think with uh, my family two grouping, uh, I have the Aftermath between the buttons, uh, the Satan album. The Satan um, album? Yeah. We'll get to that. I've got a lot to talk about on that one. I'm anxious to hear what you have to say about Holy that. fuck. I'll just start with those two words. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you know, the Mother's Little Helper. You know, that song, that's a, that's a recognizable song for me. And it uh, seems to stray away a little bit from the Johnny Be Good-ish. Thank God. Type music. Not that yeah. that's not good music, because it is. But it's like it's when you good. think of the Rolling Stones, you don't want to hear Johnny be good. No, it's it's not believable right. coming from them. I don't think it is. Uh, Mother's Little Helper, you know, it kind of seemed believable to me. You know, I like songs that tell a story. Yes. Um, and I think during this kind of group of albums, it seemed to me like they were straying away from the Brian Jones band. Um, you know, the the blues covers. Um, still kind of in the gray area with these three albums, in my opinion. Um, Between the Buttons didn't really do much for me. I, I, I started getting into it there. I mean, I don't okay. have a lot of songs, but like my, my obsession and Backstreet Girl, like I felt they got a little dirtier. And I don't just mean with their lyrics because, you know, as you go on down the line, they get super dirty as far as just sexuality goes. Sure. But my obsession was was a dirtier guitar sound and, and Black Black Street Girl was a, a, they started experimenting, trying to figure out who they were. Yeah. So I appreciated Between the Buttons a little more than anything that came before it. Just because I started to feel like they're rounding the corner. And, and coming into their own band, they're not just beetling it up right now. Not, not to say that that was exactly what they were trying to do, but it felt like that's what they were trying to do. Kind of cash in off that Beatles sound. But then on Between the Buttons, they, they have a few songs where they start finding out who they were. Then you got the Satan album, a whole different topic entirely. Yeah. <laughs> so their Satanic Majesty's Request, the album cover... I don't care who you are is a blatant ripoff of Sergeant Pepper. The, oh, exactly. uh, the album was made in December, whereas Sergeant Pepper came out in the prior February. So we got a 10, 11 month gap there. Sure. The, they're, they're wearing different color, pastel, bright outfits. Mick Jagger's got on a big moon hat and, and you know what? It's, it's fine. I like, I don't hate the fact that they just blatantly ripped off the Beatles Far from it, actually. This was actually the album that I really started liking. Like, it was really strange. It was very odd. The, but the music, too. The music was a complete ripoff of the psychedelic Beatles stuff. Like, sure. they, like there was talking in the tracks like the Beatles would do. There was, like, you know, that that Indian style. Sure, there, yeah. All that shit was in there. But there was there was some really good songs on that, too. 
which I'm going to have to resort to my playlist real quick because I didn't write them down on my notes. Sure, I'm anxious to see what you came up with. On that album, Citadel, I loved. 2000 Man, I loved. She's a Rainbow, I thought was the first like absolute knockout track that I'd heard from him. And I'd never yeah. heard that track before. So, like, I hear She's a Rainbow... And I was like, holy shit, man, this is, this is good. Like, yeah, they ripped the Beatles off completely, but it was still, I think that's an underrated album. Like I I really do. I think it's a solid album. Yeah. It's a rip off, but I mean, a lot of bands have made their name off being a rip off and the stones still find themselves. They have to, because the Beatles end in 69, 70 Beatles or stones are still going strong. So of course they had to completely find themselves, but I like the the Satan album. I, th- I thought yeah, it was yeah. I thought it was pretty solid. It wasn't the best, but yeah. I mean I you know it's it's ranked on the back half of most lists, and and I put it in the first half. I think it's the back end of the first half, like eighth or ninth, you know, somewhere seven, eight, nine, one of those numbers as far as where it ranks in my opinion on their total discography. I I thought it was a fun album with a couple bangers. Like she's the she's a rainbow song. That, that that might be my top five. I like, <laughs> And when you got that on an album that's a blatant ripoff, I, I mean, I think it's a, a success. That's that's good to hear. I'm, I'm glad that you said that, and that's funny because She's a Rainbow. That's the first Stone song that actually grabs a hold of me and draws me in in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, 2000 Man, that's a good song. But, you know, going into this album... You know, on the other end of the spectrum, Sgt. Pepper was my number one Beatles album. So I'm viewing the Stones album. You know, I'm going into it pissed off <laughs> you know, just because, I mean, just like you stated earlier. I mean, it's. Yeah, I got to backtrack real super quick. Right on, on Aftermath, there is a song called Lady Jane I enjoyed a lot. That's a good song. Didn't have it in my notes, but I have it on my playlist. And there's quite a few songs off that album in my playlist, but I don't think I am. Grab me, grab me. I just liked them. But Lady Jane, yeah. Lady Jane was really good in my opinion. But it's a good song. Back to back to the Satanic album. Oh yeah, but uh, she's a rainbow. You know, I I kind of knew about that song. I didn't know what album. You know, this uh, stepping back a few years ago. And I remember watching uh, SNL, and um, I think it was it was a Kristen Wiig or somebody. She's there one. Was she's actress. one of my favorites. Oh yeah, she's great. But I think she was never going to be on SNL ever again, or something. There was something going on, but during her exit at the end of the episode, Mick Jagger came out and sang "She's a Rainbow" and you know danced with her and stuff. Dang. And I knew that song was good. I need to find that. Yeah, I recommend it. But I liked it even more after I saw that just because I was a... Right. And I'm pretty sure it was Kristen Wiig. Uh, forgive me if uh, if I'm not correct. But Has I, it been I'm in the bit... last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, she, it's not... I think she just exited in the past maybe five years, somewhere in the last five. five to seven, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely recommend that. And you know, that song, I just... It was uh, just a feel-good song with a, you know, just, it made me like that song even more. Yeah. It's a good one. I mean, it's, you know, it, it takes, I can't say on the first listen, I was like, you know, but on the first listen, I, I added it to the playlist. Like, I need to revisit that one. 
Yeah. And I did, and I and I thought that's you know that that's the first Stone song that really gets me amped up, so to speak. Man, that's that's good. I'm glad to hear that because I felt the same exact way. Now going back to what I was saying before, like you know, talking about looking up some of these album rankings by long term publishing outfits and you know music websites. I mean, it's it's pretty much the consensus that a lot of those first five or six albums they're kind of mix and match none of those are ranked in the top five six seven so i mean i i think we we kind of got it right there not not that you can not that it's factual i mean people like what they like if somebody says their favorite album is 12 by 5 more power to you you know have have at it but but yeah that so their their satanic majesty's request fucking long album title that, that's sure. that that's the first one that grabs me and then if we're done with that one beggar's banquet blows the gates open <laughs> blows the gates open and it's like fucking finally finally we're we're this we're gonna hear some good music like i thought there was good music on the last one but beggar's banquet there's all time there's there's a few all-time greats on here sympathy for the devil an all-time great Sure. Uh, street fight man all-time great like sure. my notes say this this shit is the stones because it's you know the whole album is listenable the whole thing jigsaw puzzle stray cat blues no expectations is one of my favorite songs on that album that that one blew it wide open like i was instantly like okay this album's gotta fall into the top five for me because i'm already loving beggar's banquet yeah, and it's it's interesting that you say that because I feel the same way. You know, when I heard this album, I thought, this is my shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is my shit zone. This is it. Uh, this is it. And during this time, uh, I don't know the exact album, but Brian Jones pretty much was fired from the band because of his excessive drug abuse. I want to say it was right around. Yeah, it was somewhere. It was the last one or Beggar's Banquet. Like yeah, it was, it was when he was out. Somewhere around that time, um, I'm not sure when Mick Taylor comes in to play. I think later. I don't. I, I feel like they had they had to use someone else for a minute before they had Mick Taylor in there, but not okay. not 100. percent I, I probably you, should have wrote that on my timeline, but it was more about the music you, for me. Cramming 27 damn two. albums in. Oh yeah, but you know I have uh, my third family, which is my Stones music. Uh, Beggar's Banquet, Let It Bleed, Sticky Fingers, Exile Main Street. That's my family. Yep. That's my that's my home base. And, and, that, and that's also pretty much when you look up the albums of the top, you know, it's like almost across the board, Sticky Fingers is regarded as the album of the Stones. I don't sure. feel that way, and I'll get uh -huh. to that in a minute, but that and Let It Bleed and Beggar's Banquet and Exile on Main Street, like those are kind of the the big ones and sure. uh some girls is usually in there with that but i i felt the same way as most of those reviews some some of the things didn't quite add up but but let it bleed after beggar's banquet same thing i i my notes say best so far uh give yeah. me shelter all time great song probably my favorite stones and i hate I hate to say it's my favorite Stone song of all time because it's it's Give Me Shelter. Like, it's one of their biggest hits ever, but it just is. Like, that it, That probably is just the song for me from them. Maybe I'll change my mind going through this, 
but let it bleed was fantastic so like we've got a good album in the satanic i don't even want to say it all oh yeah that's why i just call it the satan album album. and then jump into beggar's banquet and let it bleed it's like okay they're they're nailing them back to back like they finally get something going on the satan album and and then that beggar's banquet and let it bleed just hitting on all cylinders and then they do sticky fingers it's like shit man this man's gonna go the long haul they didn't but it it seemed like they were going to and and i'm with you like that's my shit like that that is completely you know i sticky fingers my notes say badass and i've got that i like beggar's banquet a little better and little let it bleed a little bit better but sticky fingers is right there with them grain of my, my wife that's her album the sticky fingers yep is it yeah good yep. good good but you know with the uh, beggar's banquet you know the sympathy the the street fighting man yeah you know when i hear or when i heard street fighting man i heard the classic rolling stones guitar sound oh yeah you know that the uh, for the guitarist the the open tuning you know keith richards he really focused on the open tuning during these times and i don't know if that was like i said i'm not sure when i hate to give keith richards all the credit because i don't know who did what yeah I mean, that deep into it so um but i just know i'm a huge keith richards fan but you know the street fighting man i thought man now we're getting somewhere uh the let it bleed give me shelter one of my top three yeah favorites man it's good and i it's think a, it's i think it's a crime if you're a stones fan and it's not in your top three yeah, and you know my sister, she's uh, definitely a big Stones fan, and um, you know she pointed out I, I've mentioned that song to her before, and there's a part with the background singer um, where her voice cracks. Yeah. Oh, that well, and they keep it. They kept all kinds of errors. That was some of the, in doing some of the research. They made a shit ton of mistakes and didn't fix a one. I like that. I kind of do too. You know, I, I kind of do too. Now, granted, on the flip side, I, I like where the Beatles fixed everything too, because it's like the sure. most clean, sheen, you know, well oiled machine I'm turning into a rapper DMX style now. <laughs> but like, I, I like both sides of that. I, I love a good garage album and, sure. I, and I love a well produced album too. But yeah, I like that too. Like, there, there was definitely moments I caught in the first five or six albums where mick jagger's voice went out of tune or his yeah. voice you know cracked and it didn't bother me a bit i was like i respected them leaving that in like fuck it you know just keep going keep cranking out the hits so so yeah i know exactly what you're talking about there yeah and with gimme shelter you know the stones performed in cuba i don't know how long ago that was um it's probably a couple weeks ago they're still just still just banging it out <laughs> probably uh but, you know, when they performed Give Me Shelter in Cuba, and I'm sure it's not just Cuba, Cuba alone, um, but, you know, that's there's just something sexy about it. You know, the background singer yeah. came out and sang, and it's just, man, it's just, just something. There's just something magical about it. I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. When they when they produce magic, it, it's, it's noticeable. Yeah, and uh, with uh, the Let It Bleed, you know, another uh, top favorite song is the the Midnight Rambler. Just the 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 groove to it, man. It just it just grabs a hold of me. Um, Monkey Man, the music yeah. with Monkey Man. Yep. Oh, it's just. And then the now I kind of struggled with this. I was trying to dial in what album 
Honky Tonk Women. What album that's from? I don't know because I don't have I don't have that in my notes. I found it as a, a single that was released with a B side, and I kind of got it. It was from the Let It Bleed, but you know I kind of got in I got confused with the different releases. Yeah, it's you know, easy you, to do you, with that time too because Hey Jude wasn't on a studio album, you know. So I, I mean, there's yeah. going to be there's going to be these omissions that are big hits that weren't even on a studio album. So it's it's hard to follow some of the. 60s and 70s because of that sure and you know with the uh the honky tonk women that groove that guitar sound yeah i remember um, the song i didn't have it in my notes as to what album it was on but yeah sure and it's but you know that uh that makes me want to play music that inspires me just that groove yeah you know it's just i don't have any other and there might be some songs that's comparable that's you know that the stones unearthed you know right uh, but in my knowledge, I don't have anything to compare that song to, uh, but that, that's just, that's just really good. You know, that good group of songs. And then with sticky fingers, uh, brown sugar. Oh yeah. Not a top five, but a damn good song. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's, it's one you associate with the stones. Like you hear that song and you're like, oh yeah, but, but yeah, not top five. Yeah. Uh, can't you hear me knocking? That's a top five for that, me. That's a top five for me too. Got that in there. I oh like God, Sway, a, Wild Horses, and and Bitch off that album a lot too. Bitch, can't you hear me knocking? Is definitely in there. And I tell you, I'm a big fan of the movie Blow with Johnny Depp. So so is my wife. I didn't that's care like, for it that much, but she she loved I it. I love it. I don't know why I love it, but I love anything it. with drugs. Yeah. We just you know we don't the do drugs and Johnny Depp. Don't you know? do them, but you love to see them done. You would have been great at anything, Georgie. maybe choke on this sweet red wine you gave me sweet red wine good stuff Mm. but you know can't you hear me knocking was in that movie and it's it's almost to me like they wrote that movie they didn't write the story they might have because johnny depp does you know keith richards is his inspiration for every damn movie he does yeah but i thought man i hear that song and I just think of a movie scene that shit's getting ready to to happen. Yeah. You know, when they wrote this song, you know, it wasn't based on who knows what. Well, we kind of know what influenced them a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. But I mean, it's what inspired them to, you know, they just created it themselves. themselves. And it's just a, it's just a groove every time I hear it, man. It just. Yeah. And, and it's hard. You keep saying groove, and I have to add this before I forget. Like, end of the day, I like the Beatles more. I just do. Sure. Sure. But the Stones are damn good. Some of the watered-down nature of of the the amount of albums and the actual real good can't-live-without stuff on there tips the scales for me a little bit. But one thing I'll give the Stones all day long, the Beatles were a great band where everyone contributed and Mm -hmm. the shit sounded great. Mm -hmm. The stones have a superstar guitar player. Mm -hmm. The the Beatles don't like, they're good. I'm sure they, I'm sure if you transplant one of the Beatles into another band, sure. They become the star guitar player, bassist, drum, whatever. But, but I mean, you, you can't mistake like the opening riff of give me shelter 
like sure. sympathy for the devil uh you know the list goes on and on some of the songs they're they're painted black those those fucking picked chords and, oh, and just cherry picked strings sound unlike anything the beatles ever did sure. and unlike what most bands have ever done like they're unmistakable like right. the the opening of gimme shelter sympathy for the devil on and on unmistakable you've never heard anything like that and there's no way there was nothing like that back then because there's nothing like it now right like, you know there, there just isn't so keith richards is he's different than anything there was in the 60s nobody did anything like when he started catching fire no one did anything like that oh yeah and you I gotta agree. give credit to the fact that like the songwriting not necessarily the lyrics but the songwriting when they when they nailed it it was out of this world it was unlike anything anyone had ever heard sure i totally agree and you know when i listen to music as a want to be guitar player a majority of music that i listen to i'm a hundred percent listening to the music me too i'm about, I'm about 65 percent uh unless it's an really just a gifted singer right um, I wouldn't call Mick Jagger a really gifted singer. No, but he's, but, you know, when, he's when the first gritty this, singer that made you want to get gritty. Sure. But, you know, I'm a, when I listen to the Stones, I'm 100% listening to the music. Oh, yeah. You know, 65, 70% listening to the lyrics and the singing. Yeah. And just the, and it's even so much deeper. You know, I've tried to, to learn Give Me Shelter on Guitar. And just stuff that you don't realize that's that's in there. His personality is in there. His personality is in there, and that's nothing like anything else, like you said. And and by all means, I hate to give one person credit. I don't know Mick Taylor's influence during this time. You know, he he, he could be responsible for a lot more that I give him credit for. But you know, when I think of Stones, I've kind of I discovered going through these recent or these albums recently. You know. I'm a Stones fan, but I'm a Keith Richards, Charlie Watts fan. Right. That machine, <clears throat> that combination. Yeah. And Mick Jagger's a great addition to it. It's great. I mean, he's, he's, great. he's a great addition to it. But, but you know, the Stones, I, I agree with you. The Stones are, for me, first and foremost, the Stones are Keith Richards. But I, I wouldn't say the same thing about the Beatles. I wouldn't say they are John Ringo. or they are Paul or they are Ringo. I, I, I wouldn't, they're, they're, they are a cohesive unit that I would not want one piece subtracted from, but I would be fine with the stones. If, if one piece was subtracted, as long as it wasn't Keith Richards, I would still be into it. Sure. I would too. And I mean, you stop and think, I mean, Mick Jaggers, I mean, who else would sing for the stones? I mean, there's nobody else no, that perfect I could guy. pull off of the shelf. I mean, it all, it all flows together. But one interesting fact I'd like to bring up, I finally got to see the Stones live in 15 at, I did the, not OS, that. at the OSU Stadium. Yeah. My, my sister and my brother-in-law, myself, went, you know, I had no idea what the set list was. She saw the Stones back during the Steel Wheels tour, you know. I'll but, get you to know, that I, album soon enough. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> me too. But, uh, you know, I had no idea what the, it was a zip code tour. I had no idea what to expect. All I heard was stones. 
hundred dollars a ticket. Um, you know, and I thought, you know, these guys might outlive me, but who knows? This is my opportunity. Oh, it's yeah. the perfect storm. We're going. Um, and I tell you what, the set list, it was like, it was, it's, it's like they were performing just for me. Yeah. Every song that I wanted. Thank God it wasn't all steel wheels. Thank God. (laughs) But during this tour, each stop, they had a different opening performer. Ah, That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But the Columbus stop, it wasn't Gary Clark Jr. Uh, It wasn't Buddy Guy. Yeah. It's Kid Rock. Oh, God. I mean, that's like. Tell me you pooped during Kid Rock. You just you took that opportunity to get yourself, you know, <laughs> fucking hot dog and a beer and took a shit. You didn't. I, 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 made, I made a beer run during that. Well, you have to. And uh, Kid he, Rock will never be on this podcast, by the way. Kid Rock will never be on this he podcast. He will never be on this podcast. And I mean, it was like, uh, I felt like I was at a county fair watching these guys perform. And he he got a little bit political. I'm not going to go into much detail. He, oh yeah, he brought a a very popular military uh, service member in which I totally respect. But it wasn't the there's a time and place for that. And was it, it wasn't Colin Powell? Her. No. Okay. Anyway, I, I don't even want to say. I, it, I just took one shot at it. We can sure, move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, much respect to this guy. You know, he's a hero in my opinion. But as far as the crowd reactions and, you know, I didn't know what to expect or what it was going to turn into. But, you know, taking that guest member out of the equation, the, back to the Kid Rock performance, you know, like I said, it was like a county fair. It's like, oh, my gosh, yeah. get this shit over with. So, so I take it Kid Rock wasn't any good because I've seen bands I didn't want to see and they actually surprised me. But it, it wasn't any good. Okay. Okay. I mean, it was good i didn't want it to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but once we got that over with right um, man the set list give me shelter honky tonk midnight rambler sympathy bitch um tumbling dice um, yeah you remember quite a bit of it man it was just it was like just just perfect and what i recognize you know keith all these guys have been doing this for so long yeah like 180 years 180 years and you know when keith richards gets to honky tonk women he shifts the entire melody away from the the band so he's like a few notes ahead of everyone else he just they just been playing it for so long he just kind of doing his own thing. He's like, I'm bored of this shit. I'm going to shift it. Yeah. And you know, he probably made it work too. Oh, it sounded so good. Yeah. And here's Charlie Watts with this little, I mean, it looked like a little, I don't know much about drums, but just like a little four piece toy. It looked like a toy and the sound that he was getting out of these drums was unbelievable. And he doesn't even hardly move. Yeah. You know, he's a stiff dude. And it's just, just those two guys. That was my focus that night. Right. And just, uh, just, I'm so glad it was well worth a hundred, $100. Oh and yeah. $18 beer, you know, just I think kid rock I mean, alone costs a couple hundred. If you see him by himself somewhere. So yeah, a hundred dollars oh for the stones. Gosh. Absolutely. I thought, 
I thought, you know, the Stones are, you know, Keith Richards. I'm sure he'll get along with just about anybody. Yeah. But he's a whole Especially if you got out. drugs. I'd say if you have drugs, I'm yeah. sure Kid Rock did. He probably did. Yeah. But it's just, man, on a whole different level. And just, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got to experience that because that was related to the, the family of albums that, is my shit right yeah i uh, I, w- I wish i could say the same like I, especially after doing this deep dive into the stones i now i want to see i don't want to miss out on not seeing them i don't i don't know how good they are now but i don't want to miss out on seeing them i'm sure you know seems like rule of thumb it doesn't matter how old a band gets sure if they're still going there's a reason they're still going like i was talking about paul mccartney on that documentary on the last episode dude blew me away and he's like 102 oh yeah you know, i know he's not that old but i guarantee i'd still enjoy the stones but moving onward sure sadly uh you know we 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 went through sticky fingers and we get to exile on main street now and i'll tell you what exile on main street did for me uh i i think it took their early sound from those first five albums mm-hmm. and it they made it badass. Sure. Like I, I feel like they brought the poppy excitement back a little bit, but they they just did it in their new Stones way off of uh, Sticky Fingers, Let It Bleed, Beggars Banquet. Mm-hmm. I had that album on in some headphones in the house the other day, and this this was my my deep dive. This is where I was in the journey of going through the Stones. And I'm not ashamed to say I danced my ass off cleaning the house that day. Like Exile on Main Street had me like on cloud nine because it was such a happy, just aggressively pop rock album is how I'd kind of put it. There's songs on there that I wouldn't call pop rock, but yeah, I, I just, I went nuts. Like Ventilator Blues was the dirtiest song I'd heard him do. Lot of distortion, lot just a lot of growl and and Jagger's voice, uh, shine a light, fucking badass solo. You know, I was just I was digging this album, and I wasn't expecting it because there's really not a ton of songs on that album that are. I mean, there's really no major hit on that album. None that belongs in their top five. But from start to finish, Exile on Main Street, I enjoyed every single second of that album. Good. And I just had a I had a great time listening to it. And like any anytime I'm in a shitty mood, I know what album I can put on now to get out of it because that one'll that one'll pull me right out. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's that excites me that you said that because I thought with this family, which includes Exile, I thought if a if a listener can't tap their foot you know without thinking about it while yeah. listening to this group of songs you know there, there's something wrong with that listener you know and so i'm glad that you said that exile main street uh my favorite uh tumbling dice yeah from that album that's uh that's my jam from that album i hope it's from that album i hope i'm not i'm not sure if it is or not it is yeah it is it's on the playlist okay Turd, but, uh, turd, turd on the run. How fun of an album. 
How fun of a song title is Turd on the Run? Turd on the Run. You can't get it wrong with Turd on the Run. They had some fucked up songs, too. Yeah. They they had some some fucked up songs. But yeah, Exile on Main Street, man. It's not my favorite because I I, I don't love blues. Like, I I, I appreciate them because I know it's the base of so much. And I, I enjoy... I enjoy the blues to an extent, but sure. to me, but to me, there's only so much you can do with the blues sure. because it's, it's kind of all got the same DNA. It's all built yeah. from the same formula. And if you get too outside of that formula, it's no longer the blues to me. So yeah. they took the blues and the pop rock from their early albums, mm-hmm. turn that shit up to a 10 mixed a little bit of dirty stones in with it and it was it's it's a, it's a foot tapper like that yeah. was a foot tapper man like that was a it's a fun album that's the most fun album they made in my opinion not the deepest not the most intricate not the most complicated the most fun yeah uh, a, and i kind of love it for that good 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 i'm glad yeah it's a that's a good album um if you'd like to advance into the yeah that's where the shit gets that's that's where shit starts getting hairy that's uh yeah i'm gonna i hate to give anything away or spoil it oh we're i think we're good at this point (laughs) okay but what i heard in 2015 live yeah from the stones was better than anything from goat's head soup on their live sound their performance there it, it's there's a difference between i would the say there I, I would say it have to be because i have the fourth family in my lineup goat's head soup on arrow sucks slash ronnie wood years yeah like taylor's gone so so goat's head soup you didn't enjoy either i didn't personally I, I didn't enjoy it i mean angie's on there and angie's a good one and that's a good song and uh do 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 heartbreaker yeah <laughs> like that yeah. that's a good one too like it's not devoid of of good songs it's just outside of those two i'm like this is the same shit this is the same problem i was running to in the first five i'm not would feeling you, anything on here besides two songs yeah you have two songs would you buy that album for those two songs no i wouldn't either no i i would download angie into my my ipod if we were transported back to 2004 sure uh, but but no i'm not buying the album and i'm definitely uh there is an album I would buy after that. There's two of them actually, but but I'm with you. It starts that you know, this is what saddened me about this journey. You know, longevity doesn't mean greatness. You know, I, I you got greatness from you know what sixty seven, sixty seven to seventy two. So you I agree. you got a five year period of greatness and. That five-year period to me is what puts them in the top three or four rock bands of all time, and deservedly so. I'm not going to take anything away from them, but I almost appreciate the fact that the Beatles cranked out some great shit in 
if we're being honest with ourselves in like a six year period, because the poppy shit we didn't, we liked, but we, you know, it it wasn't groundbreaking, but there's a six year period of Beatles. That was great. There's a five or six year period of the stones. That was absolutely great. And I think, I, I think it's okay to be happy with that because it's only rock and roll. Uh, ain't too proud. to beg's a good song. Yeah. Black and blue. I have my notes say truly awful. Sure. Truly awful. Like just, I'm like, oh fuck man. Are they going to bring, are they going to get me back after this? Like I'm good with that five year period. I've got a nice chunk of albums that, that those, those five albums in your tier two or whatever are better than almost every other band's whole career. Sure. Yeah, so so point. it's cool. It's all good. But, you know, thankfully some girls miss you and Beast of Burden. Great songs. And yeah, and, I and I think if I go back on that album, some girls, because it's so highly regarded as like probably their sixth, seventh, or eighth best album, I bet it mm-hmm. would grow on me and I'll enjoy it. So I'm going to go back and listen to that album some more even after this. Uh, but it didn't quite hit on all notes for me. And Emotional Rescue, I got blah. Tattoo yeah. You. I wrote, thank God, songs I like. Start me up and slave. And then I wrote, okay, never mind. That's it. Start, yeah. start me up and slave. Like, okay, the rest was, it wasn't for me. Undercover, too much 80s. Blah. Sure. Dirty work, 80s cover, colors, LOL. Holy shit, what's going on? Like, they're wearing <laughs> yeah. jump, you know, they're wearing suits oh, of, of, you know. Oh, fuck. They went full 80s on it. And I was 80s drum sound, you know, synth drum sound steel wheels i wrote what the fuck is continental drift that was the worst song i ever heard i wrote was millie vanilli on that (laughs) just just total disappointment after you know some girls for sure but mostly goat's head soup on what the fuck happened exactly i guess i guess disco in the 80s happened yeah that could be i think it is i mean disco you know there's some disco sounds on black and blue and it's only rock and roll like there was some disco ish inspired stuff there but man i just i I, they lost me there like completely now granted there's there's something coming up i'll let you talk about some of those albums make sure there wasn't anything on there that i just overlooked no there's nothing that uh that i feel that you overlooked i off uh you know i i felt sorry for you you know because i knew (laughs) I kind of knew going into it. I didn't know how much you knew about that era of their music. I was was hoping there was hidden gems in there and there wasn't. Well, I was hoping you would find one and tell me about it so I could listen to it instead of going through all of it. To me, I think I found a hidden gem, but but we haven't got there yet. I was actually kind of excited because to me, there's a hidden gem in all this. And I don't think many Stones fans would agree with me. Okay. But... To what keep to keep moving forward, uh, steel wheels. Like I said, I did no voodoo lounge. You got me rocking was an okay song. Out of tears was an okay song. I've got I've actually got this is okay next to the voodoo lounge. I didn't love it. I didn't even like it. Mm-hmm. But compared to the platter of shit that we got on those last five that we talked about. Yeah. Voodoo Lounge was at least like, at least they gave me a little bit of something. Bridges to Babylon. I wouldn't pay 50 cents for that album. Yeah. That was awful. Uh, Blue and Lonesome. It's the blues. 
it, it's the blues done well, and I skipped an album on purpose there, but Blue and Lonesome, I that that's what I've got wrote down. It's blues done well, shrug emoji. <laughs> like it's yeah. fine, you know, but it's not anything that I would love. And I'm not calling this like anything great, but the 2005 album, that's wrong on my notes. 2009 album is when it actually came out. A Bigger Bang, which is regarded as like one of their shittier albums. I liked it. Okay. Like I, I, I think it's underrated as hell. Like I think it's a really solid rock album and to any Stones fan that listened to that once or twice and moved on. I think you might want to go back and listen to that one because I, I think that a bigger bang is their best album in years. And again, it's not groundbreaking. There's no major single on there. Um, but, but I've got four songs off that album that I really enjoyed and there, it won't take long rainfall down. Oh no, not you again. And dangerous beauty. And there was also there, there's another one on there that that i felt was really relative to the times i'll get there but but did you find anything i like a bigger bang and i thought that would be like a surprising moment for any stones fan that was actually listening because it's not i think it's like the least known album they've ever done honestly but i actually enjoyed it i thought it was a good rock album for 2009 to be to be totally honest i really didn't even I mean, I just kind of skimmed through it. I, really I suggested it. I, to skim through. I mean, you sure. know, it, we were talking like, how are we going to cram this in? I'm like, honestly, you know, Bridges to Babylon, Voodoo Lounge, this, most of this stuff is skippable. You can just jump ahead sure. 30 seconds and be like, yeah, this just, you know, you sometimes you got to listen to a whole song to get the feel, but sometimes like, you know, from the start that exactly. it's not going anywhere. Yeah. I agree. I'll tell you with a comparison, uh, I'm going back to the Beatles versus Stones comparison. I think with the Beatles review, I found a lot more hidden gems. I didn't know what yeah. to expect. Yeah. The, going into the Stones, I kind of knew what to expect. I didn't realize the albums were as close as what they were. Um that I enjoyed the most, but you know, there wasn't really anything like, Oh shit. I need to text Jeremy about this song. He might skip over this. <laughs> yeah. you know, I kind of knew uh, that you were going to steal wheels. Motherfucker. Turn that up. <laughs> yeah. No. I think at that point they were almost selling the, the brand and not. The, yeah, they were. And you know what? It's understandable because there wasn't much great music that came out of, the eighties in particular, and, and you know, the stones aren't a grunge band. So in the nineties, no. the stones kept being kind of the stones. And I kind of appreciate that they didn't go like off in some weird direction to try to fit in. They sure. still were the stones, but they had just lost that firepower that they carried on the five albums. We talked about being their, their biggest one. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't hate on them for, making an, a bunch of albums that I just don't care for. Like I kind of understand, you know, their, their time was the late sixties and early seventies. I mean, that was just their mm -hmm. time. What band mm -hmm. can you think of that just started in the sixties or seventies and have just put out nothing but hits ever since it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And it, I mean, it'd be, 
it'd be it'd be almost impossible to make that happen especially yeah. through all the era changes the hair metal the disco the you know you nirvana's out nobody's turning the stones on nobody's listening to bridges to babylon oh yeah there's one guy i'm sure there's just uh, one. i'm sure there is one it's like <laughs> bridges to babylon <laughs> Yeah, and I'd be like, is that that album with the lion on it? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Album yeah. cover was cool, but that was oh, about yeah. it. Man, the Goat's Head Soup album cover. Yeah, it's like... What's it, up with that? I, well, my interpretation of that was like, you know, obviously this is like Jagger's face and some pantyhose or something, but I saw a little camel toe below his chin. I was like, is he like in a vagina? Is this him that's coming out I, of the womb? I'm not sure what's going on here. That's the way I took it, but I wasn't, I wasn't sure either. Oh, the, the songs are so dirty, man. There's so much sexual. Like, a bigger bang is exactly what you think it would be. Like, the sure. big bang, huh? Well, our band banging you is a bigger bang. You know, just, <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. and, and a lot of the songs on there are really sexual, even though they're fucking, you know, 80 years old. They're still, I mean, Mick Jagger just had a kid not that long ago. He's still pumping out the, the baby gravy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, 2015, he was all over that stage. I mean, he's, he was in better shape than me. Yeah. Moving around. Can't and, stop him. Yeah. Moves like Jagger wasn't written in the late 2000s for nothing. That's exactly right. He's, he's still but, bopping around. But I kind of, stepping back, you know, I kind of did a little bit of research. Not so much research, but the, the, the Let It Bleed album. I, I wanted to see what other albums were out during that time that's a good see. that's a good thing to look at i did not do that yeah um nothing really stood out but what was and this is off subject but what surprised me the stooges dude had an album out in 69 i'm a big you fan know, i'm a big fan of the stooges but i thought 69 yeah you know i want to be your dog birth of I punk 69 you yep. know i thought 79 this is wrong. Yeah. But I, th I thought that came out and it was just, I just couldn't believe that. It. That's somewhere we're probably going to have to dive into at some point too. Cause I mean, that's uh, I mean, that, that is also, that's a start of something too. I mean, the punk sure. started with Iggy pop. Sure. You know, it just, it just did. It didn't, it didn't completely blossom yet, but I mean, he started that. I mean, he was, he was a big part of that. Yeah. That's, and that's interesting too, because you're right. I mean that that shit was dirty. I mean that was that was some dirty guitars, some dirty vocals, just you know, yeah. And you know, during that time, I thought, you know what, what inspired Iggy? You know what inspired the Stooges? It wasn't Street Fighting Man that no. came out a year before. But I feel, man, I wish I'd have wrote it down. But I I feel like there was a song or two going through the stones discography where i was like mm, i i hear i hear a shade of punk i hear a shade of speed in there that somebody might hear and be like i'm gonna make a whole album like that except a little bit faster i guarantee and i it's can't the same remember song. what song it was I but i heard it and thought a mm, little bit of punk vibe there I just exactly a little and i was like you know i mean you know somebody had to think of playing someone else's style a little bit faster fucking sure. i always go back i don't know if you've seen this movie i always go back to uh <laughs> dewey cox have you ever seen dewey cox it's been a while oh shit so yeah dewey cox dude from dude from talladega nights john c Riley. that's his name yeah he you know he's johnny cash they're playing folk they're playing rock 
he gets all coked up and comes on stage and just starts fucking he's like faster <laughs> faster and he's like you making us sound like a bunch of punks dewey <laughs> that's right <laughs> and i was just like eating that up because i you know i love i love punk rock i always have oh yeah, yeah. and uh yeah, I, I always think about Dewey Cox when I think about the start of punk. I'm like, Dewey Cox started punk rock, man. You didn't know that? But yeah, yeah the yeah. Stooges, man, that's a, that's a good one, too. And I have not listened to enough I haven't of, either. of Iggy Pop or the Stooges. So that's definitely somewhere I, I will want to go at some point. Me too. But yeah, I mean, overall thoughts, I'm taking nothing away from the Stones. But me being a, a new deep sea diver into their discography i did not know that they fell off so hard and and it and it saddened me a little bit but but then i had to re reset myself a little bit and 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 understand that they've been doing this since the 60s i mean you've got pushing 60 years of of music so of course they didn't nail it out of the park every time those five albums they they gave the world and some of the songs spread out amongst a few others you know they're definitely definitely top three all time absolutely sure sure yeah did you uh did you have a favorite album or a top three or uh ah man uh well yeah i i definitely do i'm gonna say that beggar's banquet is my favorite Sure. I I just really enjoy that album. I think it might be because that's where maybe going into this as a as a uh newly christened not Stones fan cuz I've always been a Stones fan, but I never went deeper than the singles. You know, I never sure. I never actively was seeking out listening to a full album and and if there's a statement I've got to say in regards to this podcast we're doing, I hate cherry picking songs and shuffling through songs to me there's no better way to appreciate music than to listen to a full album i agree no better way and and i always anytime anything interesting comes out or anything that piques my interest i listen to the full album i don't care if it's taylor swift uh gary newman rolling stones ice tea i don't give a shit i'm listening to the whole thing so i don't even know where i was going with that yeah i do beggar's banquet that was the first full album that I was like, there we go. There we go. Like the Satan album, you hit me here and there, and there's some songs mm-hmm. that I'd be comfortable skipping. Beggar's Banquet, I start it. I'm going all the way through every time. Let It Bleed, same thing. Sticky Fingers, same thing. Exile Main Street, same thing. I'm listening to those albums start to finish. So since Beggar's Banquet got me first to want to listen to it from start to finish, I think it became my favorite for that reason. And I love the songs on it. So, you know, that that's my favorite, followed by Let It Bleed, followed by Exile on Main Street, actually, then Sticky Fingers. But but they're all real close together. Good, good. That makes me feel good. Huh? Makes me happy. That's it's good stuff. I mean that that's that's all good stuff. And there's no to me, there's no disputing it. If you don't like those albums, you're you're not that big of a fan of rock. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I know you're a huge uh, Foo Fighters fan. I heard uh, it was oh, what's Taylor's cover band, Chevy Metal, Chevy Metal. Taylor Hawkins like has a cover band. 
Yeah, it's it's goofy. He does all shit. kinds of shit. I didn't know he had a cover band. They just do they just do covers. At I, like, I hate him singing. Kills me. I can't stand it. I agree. Ugh. But Dave Grohl shows up and does the does the uh, most of the singing. But they actually cover the song "Bitch." Ah. Dave Grohl is talking about it on an interview one time and he's like, you know, the stones play it. And he said, I play it. I was got a big kick out of that. Cause you know, it pretty much sounded the same, but with a little bit more speed to it. Yeah. He always got a kick out of his, uh, his impression of it. Yeah. Dave Grohl's fun guy. He's funny. guy. I would too. So would my wife. My wife probably leave me. If he said, you want to go back to my van? I'd be like, damn it. I just lost my wife. I'll tell you what, I like to sit down and, have a beer and watch Keith Richards do whatever he does, but just to sit down and, you know, it's, uh, I've, I've never seen him other than the concert in real life, but, you know, I've watched a lot of interviews, uh, when the camera's on him, whatnot, the way he's very humbling towards his fans. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the, even the, the women who were, you know, not the young, pretty women, but even the older women. He's just very humbling and welcoming and, you know, just uh, very, uh, it's just, I'd, I'd like to meet him. Seems you know? down to earth, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Probably not when he's hanging out with Johnny Depp, but otherwise, you know, he seems <laughs> pretty down to earth. Probably not. Yeah. But I have my favorite albums, uh, Let It Bleed, Sticky Fingers. You know, in that order, no, those kind of both tied for first place. It was hard for me to pick one, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I like I said before, I didn't know that that group of music was that close together, you know, that was my favorite. I didn't either until I started adding stuff to playlists and and going through this, but uh, you know, I. Like I said in the previous podcast, previous episode, you know, I see the Beatles as a, if they were weapons, a highly polished sword. I see the Stones as a club. Yeah. They're both going to get the job done. Me personally, I like the dirt. Yeah. I like the. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I like the, distor- you know, distortion is part of our upbringing, sort of. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Then- and- I just, uh, I like Keith Richards' outlawish type of yeah. personality, you know, just always on the verge of dying since he was 17 years old, but he's still alive. And it's just, I, I really, that's just very intriguing to me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, nothing about, nothing. I'm a huge fan of the Beatles, especially now after going through all their stuff. Yeah. And, and that's what I love about doing this podcast. Like, you know, it's, yeah. I will absolutely listen to those five stones albums that we just kind of raved about. I'll listen to them quite often. I'll listen to the Beatles quite often. Uh, you know, most of their albums, not the early going and toss out magical mystery tour. But I mean, I've got a whole new arsenal just through two episodes of, of going through discographies. I've got weeks upon months uh, of listening you know i you know i may this may be one of those things who knows we we may drop a mini episode six months from now that's like okay there's a couple stones albums that grew on us or 
I agree. You know what I mean? It, it could happen. So sure. just having that knowledge after listening to every album, which holy shit was an undertaking. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know how we did that in a week. I don't either. Because that's a lot of music. And I mean, yeah. you know, some stuff you got to listen to more than once. Like you don't just listen to it once and, and jot down your notes. Like those five albums, I, I, you know, whether I was paying attention or not, was on in the background of something I was doing you know, over the past week. So I, I imagine I'll find something else that I, that I like, but, but I can tell you one thing, it's, it's not going to be from the nineties and it's probably not, not going to be from the eighties. Yeah. You know, one of the seventies albums might grow on me, but the eighties and nineties, I'm probably not going to give any more chances on that. It just sure, wasn't, just wasn't good. I agree. So, yeah. And I'll tell you what, uh, I definitely, you know, I said in the previous episodes, you know, if, I don't share a lot of similar opinions with people. I can, we can relate with music. Yeah. You know, that's a, a pre COVID. I was in a restaurant, a local restaurant. I usually don't approach people. Um, guy walked out of the restroom shirt on says Keef K E E F. You know, I knew right then. Yeah. Know, that's Keith Richards. I'm like, man, your shirt. And we talked for we talked until our food got cold and each other's spouses were angry, you know, <laughs> that we were talking. It. Yeah. But you know, I, I can't approach somebody and I don't know enough about politics. You know, I, I don't know, but when it comes to music, something I'm passionate about, you know, it's a, it's, it's, I just really enjoy it. And yeah. I really enjoy this too. You know, you've definitely made me go back and, or you've helped me go back and revisit some yeah. of this stuff that really sparks my interest and well it goes and, both ways too i mean you know with if if i'm doing this podcast with with someone that's not feeling music the same way it's, it's not going to work so yeah you know, and, and i think go ahead i'm sorry oh no i was just gonna say it, it's it's a fun thing to be able to to kind of not discover because you know we know the stones right. we know some of the beatles but to absolutely go to have somebody to actually go through the whole damn thing start to finish and then jot down and share those thoughts, like, it, it, it adds something to it, you know? Like, it, it, it totally, it, it magnifies the likes and, and don't likes. Like, you've validated my thoughts by, yeah, these albums, you know, suck in the 80s and 90s. And, and yes, those five albums over that time period were were there that was the stones like you know it's it's comforting when you find somebody that, that thinks the same way about music or that you can relate on the same level or like you said talking to the dude in the restaurant sure, i've talked yeah. to so many people over the past three decades about tool that i just ran into in a tool shirt and it's like when you find someone that you can talk about like sure throw everything out the window is he a trumpster is he a you know a, a bernie guy with the glow you know sure yeah <laughs> best yeah. memes ever but like, yeah, you know, yeah. throw all that other bullshit out, you know, and, and just find somebody to connect with on something else. Don't worry about what else they're into. When you can connect with somebody about music, all the other shit can just go away. Cause it's not, you know, politics aren't enjoyable. There's nothing to enjoy about politics, nothing sure. to enjoy about talking about work. You know, you can find common ground talking about it, but music's different. You know, who don't listen to music? Who doesn't associate an action or an event with music, you know, you'll hear yeah. a song and think about yeah. a time you were fucking or a time that you were <laughs> stoned or a time that you were drunk or a party you were at or a certain person, you know, there's 
music has associations and it's music uh, has associations yeah you know there's one song that i still hear when i hear it i smell the fires from our uh high school parties yeah you know the bonfires i can i don't smell fire but i pretend right. to smell yeah. fire. it just takes me back and i know with uh you and i you know when we first met i mean we started i think feeding off of each other in a good way as far as music yeah we didn't worry about the other shit and you turned me on to a lot of stuff and you know it's uh and it runs over into this project and you know i really look forward to continuing and you know it's gonna gonna help me out with being bored of what i'm currently listening to yeah yeah i mean it's it's in another quick point like you know we're we're not 20 we're not even we're not even 30 you know it's like life gets you know life's good like i wouldn't want to go back to my 20s i wouldn't want to go back to my early 30s like life's pretty good yeah and at the same time like life's also very repetitive when you get to this age you're you're parenting you're working you're providing you know your your time for hobbies your time for leisurely activities is is different now so you know just 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 to be able to go back and and discover something different and just change shit up a little bit not driving to work with a old Pearl Jam album on or something like, you know, I, I've got a project to work on. I'm going to listen to the stones, start to finish, talk to Hicks about it. Even my wife gets excited about it now. She's like, yeah. what's he thinking about? You know, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah we haven't done the episode. <laughs> yeah. We'll get yeah. there. And you know, I'm like, we'll get there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've texted so much, much <laughs> stuff to you. And then I went delete, you know, I deleted it. I thought, no, we won't have anything to talk about Friday yeah. night. If I say this, uh, it's hard not to spill spill the beans so to speak about you know feeling like i wanted so bad to say like man these these last this this 90 shit sucks man and i'm just <laughs> like I, i'm gonna save it i'll save it it won't it won't carry the same weight if i if i let it out now but again if, if anybody's watching live hearing me say something sucks i'm not taking anything away from the stones exactly that they had their period where they they just changed music sure good shit too so considering we're enjoying this journey, which I knew we would, what's next? Is it Queen or the Who? I feel like one of those two have to be next, but I'm just not sure which one. Like Queen, I've dove into I've dove into more Queen than I have the past two bands we've talked about. The Who, I haven't. But okay. but I but I also haven't listened to every Queen album start to finish. And I and I'll come out now and say in my opinion, the best front man of all time is Freddie Mercury. Just, oh, yeah. Just, I mean, uh, to me, it's a stone-cold fact. But, right. but But I'm good either way. I, I'm not sure which way to go, though. Maybe, I mean, de- we'll probably just do them back-to-back, no matter what order it is. But let's. I guess we'll get to that. We'll figure that out. We'll, we'll find out who came first. Sure. How long they're, because cause if Queen, which I know this isn't the case, but if Queen has 12 albums and The Who has six, I want to do The Who. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to do 12 albums. I need yeah. I need a, I need a week where I, I can cram in six and be good, and then I can go do 12. So I guess we'll make our decision off that. Whoever has the least amount of albums between The <laughs> Who next. and Queen is next. Is next. Is that next. sounds good to me. I'll go with the flow. I'm uh excited to dig into uh, i know more about the who than i do queen huh? um, but I'm i don't re- 
really anxious to dig into Queen. There's a lot of Queen that I don't know. I know the hits. You know, if the they singles. started around the same time period, we'll just we'll roll Queen. But if the Who had a you okay. know three or four year head start, we'll jump into the Who. But either way, I'm looking forward to it. You know, because Queen. I think I've listened to some full albums, but I can honestly say I didn't really invest in it. And what, what doing this podcast does is it makes us invest. So I'm ready to invest in somebody. So there we go. We'll figure out the rest next week. One of those two bands are coming up. So if you've joined us for the last two, be sure to join us for the next one. With that being said, no, no more stones for a few days, taking a break. And then I'm sure I'll listen to some more. Sure. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Peace. See ya. Thank you for listening to Stuck in My Generation. Again, if you want to suggest bands for us to listen to, send it over to stuckinmygeneration at gmail.com. 